batter's out, oh. and he remains out of oh. now. The runner off first base is trapped. A player who didn't know the infield fly rule, and it'll be a double play if the Mets can execute the rundown. Oh, no. And the tag is made to end the inning. That's Cesar Hernandez showing no knowledge of the infield fly rule. Welcome, welcome to T minus four months until spring training and the Mets quest for a 2021 World Series. Yep, actually, it's probably less than four months, right? Is it? Because it's December. December. Well, I guess pitchers and catchers will report in February. Yeah, probably around three or four months from now. We'll be getting hopefully a, a normal MLB season. No, I know. More normal than the, than what we got right. last year. Uh, also, in the news, we might have a a, a veteran who recent who recently out of baseball trying to make a comeback with your Mets. Yeah, should we start with that crazy comment? Or I, mean, I feel like we have to. We were projection. We, we did an entire podcast on him earlier. <laughs> Yeah, Bartolo Colon is interested in coming back to pitch for the Mets next year. Interesting. You can't hate it. Now explain why – now this is, might be a stupid question. Explain why this makes headlines. Is that because it's just because it's Bartolo? Like what's the real – like do you think – I think first of all, 100% Steve Cullen would sign him, 100%. 100%. But do you really think it's legit? I don't – what was the source from where it was from? Um, I just saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter, but I don't know what the source was. Let me check. Oh, because then it's probably... I'm searching Google now, because if it was just on Twitter, then it's probably not real. Yeah, I normally don't. I just saw a few people that, like, are bloggers say it, but, like, I normally go with Anthony Tacomo for any valid Mets stuff, and he didn't say anything about that. Uh, let me see. Also, speaking of Anthony Tacoma, when I when I look at the headlines, yeah, uh, I'm re- I'm like 160 pages into David Wright's memoir. How is it? Which Anthony Tacoma wrote. It's fantastic. It's awesome. I'm up to. I just finished the 2008 collapse, and he's talking about the 2009 uh, <laughs> USA team for the World Baseball Classic. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty sick. Oh, such a good team! Very too. good book. It looks like it looks like a, a reunion could be in the cards for Cologne because I'm seeing like Yahoo has articles and stuff on it. Yeah. No, I know it was definitely in the works, but the main question is, does it make sense? I mean, you I know? think it, I with the how many injuries the Mets have just for depth, I'd bring him in. A little minor league Maybe deal, and if you have someone, he could. He could kind of be like Josh McCown is for the Texans this year. Like, he doesn't – he's signed, but he doesn't do anything. He's just there in case they need someone to come and eat innings. Right. Yeah. Or maybe, like, they have that's leftover true. food at the buffet. They need someone to come and – I think that uh, that signing to me is probably going to depend a little bit on, like, how the next few months go, obviously, though, because I think that can be something that just happens, like, literally before opening day. Like, I feel like he's just – he's going to have to do spring training, but, like, I feel like he's just the kind of god 
that the Mets need, or the Mets always admire that, like, he could just show up the day before and pitch, and we don't really care, you know? I love Bartolo. Yeah, I think everybody, he's universally loved. Right. But actually, the one person who probably hates him is Johan Santana, because he stole a Cy Young from him. (laughs) That's a good one, but... That's a good one. Yeah, we'll see if he can make a comeback. It's it's still been slow as far as free agency goes. The only two like big names who have signed both signed qualifying offers. Right. And Charlie Morton's a pretty big name, I guess. He signed a one year deal with the Braves. And then Mike Miner signed with yeah. the Royals. So there, there's little things coming in now. I don't know if we're gonna gonna see big splashes until uh after the holidays. I do you wonder why he only signed a one year deal with the Braves? Who oh, well, Charlie Morton. I feel like he's going year by year because he's he's an older dude now. Didn't Mike Miner sign also? Yes. Yeah, he got two years with the Royals. So that's something. I mean he's relatively well known. Yeah, he he's had a couple good years in a row now. Yeah. But yeah, the Morden deal, I thought the Mets should go after him, but that's a great deal for the Braves, especially with their pitching woes last year. They yeah. Have a deep rotation now. Touchdown! I hear the Chris Carson touchdown going on in the background. Was that, is that mine? Was that mine? I'm sorry. Is it, how delayed am I? You're like two minutes delayed, I think. <laughs> Unless that, unless that was the replay. No, this is live. Like oh minutes. fuck, man! Did they kick a field goal? Yeah, <sighs> I'm. I'm also watching it on regular cable, so it makes sense. No, I know. Well, listen. With all, you know what's funny? Like, really quick side note. Like, I I started Carson Wentz in our five cap league because I had to get rid of Lamar like two days ago with the whole COVID thing, and I really could not find anybody else on the waiver wire that was like potentially could put up like fifteen points. The only person I missed out on was Kirk Cousins. He had like a decent, pretty good game, but like I can't believe that I have to watch this right now. But yeah, I'm, that was. I'm happy about it though because the Giants, like the fact the Giants are in first place, is mind boggling to me. Yeah, they need to, they need to take care of business without Daniel Jones next week, though. Right against these Seahawks, which I, I actually I don't know what the spread's going to be yet, but I'm I think that the Giants have a really good shot in that game even without Daniel Jones. You think so? They have they have the type of team that the type of defense that could hold Russell Wilson and kind of be a pest. They just need to put up points. Right. That's going to be their point. The problem. Yeah, true. Uh, other New York baseball news, Yankees related. The Yankees have to tender a contract to to um, Gary Sanchez this week. Is that true? Yeah, this this week yeah. is the non-tender deadline. So, like, the big names to look at are Chris Bryan, if he's going to get tendered, mm-hmm. or if he's going to become a free agent, and Gary Sanchez. Jeez. It's kind of weird that the that the Yankees didn't do it already. So it kind of makes me think that that they're kind of like throwing bait into like the trade market for him. And if they don't if they don't see anything that they like this week, they're gonna like just cut him loose. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. 
I mean, I just uh... well, he just went into um, what do you call it? He's in the uh, Dominican Republic League right now with uh, Miguel Anduar and uh, who's the other person? There was a third Yankee that's playing winter ball. Luis Sessa, maybe. Might be. Um, but hopefully that'll help with like maybe them trusting him. But we'll see. Yeah. Or maybe it's a wake up call, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just find it weird that they, that, that they haven't done anything yet. Like, it's kind of like the when someone's a free agent, you get less and less confident the longer it goes that they're going to sign, re-sign with you. It's, I feel like it's the same thing with this non-tendering thing. Like if it doesn't have, if you're waiting to the end, you're probably not going to, you're probably not going to do it. I don't know. True. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, that, that's the only time we'll tell, you know. Maybe they're eyeing DJ, uh, not DJ. Obviously, they're eyeing DJ LeMay. Maybe they're um, eyeing like JT Real Muto. Now that it seems like the the Phillies are officially out on him, since they're broke. That was pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, that was. Weird. I want you think. You think Bryce Harper could get moved? It's a lot of money to move, but I mean, Stanton was the same deal, and Arenado would be the same deal if he's. If he's getting traded. It has been a very strange season in the NFC East. All four teams are under 500, but by New York and Washington. Gee. <laughs> what? Should I lower this? I'm sorry. No, no, no. The shade is real. I'm by myself in my apartment, so it's just, I like music blasting and I'm shopping and talking about baseball. It's oh, all great. Boy. Um, listen, uh, what I mentioned about this not to be, well, actually, let me bring this up first. Where does DJ the make you sign? I still think the, I still think the Yankees. Okay. Yeah, they were just, they were just discussing, um, right now they're in talks of a, uh, four year deal with a fifth year option. Four year deal? So that's, yeah, I was reading it tonight that. They're like they're in contract talks right now. The Yankees and um, what do you call it? And DJ Lemayne. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, we you guys want to just do that now? The five go through the five big free agents and give predictions. Sure. All right. So me, so DJ is obviously one of the top five. So me and JV think he's returning. What do you think? I, Brandon, do the, I, do the Mets get on? Yes, I agree. I think he's gonna be with the Yankees. I don't think the Mets are gonna be able to to attract him enough. I, in my opinion, it's too early in the game. I think if the Mets had a year or two with Steve Cohen, he'd say yes, but he's got a really good thing going with the Yankees. Not to mention, he was third in the um, the batting title league, you know what I mean? So I can definitely understand where they're coming from with that. I thought he won. Didn't he win the batting title? No, no, I'm sorry. MVP. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so no one's going to move the needle there since we all picked the same person. Uh, Trevor Bauer, the only pitcher in the top five. <laughs> so where do we think he's going to go? Yeah, what's your official prediction? 
wants to go first. Should I go first? I mean, I can go if you, if you need time to think. No, I don't. Is he getting an apartment in Flushing? Yes. I think he's going to sign with the Mets. I think he's going to want to come to the Mets. And I think that – I think he's more likely to come to the Mets than – well, not likely, but I think he would want to come to the Mets more than, like, George Springer would. Like, I, I say that, I think that he's – He's been in contact. Like he's tweeted about how much he loves what Steve Cohen is doing. He's the kind of guy that likes to be in the spotlight and likes to kind of be the talk of the town. And I think his personality would do well with an organization that has such an upswing and such like a trajectory of like hopefulness. And I think he would enjoy his personality. He would enjoy being part of that. Um, so I think that he's going himself. Him and his agent are going to do what they can to try to become a Met, but. That's just what I think. I don't know. I don't really know. You know, I that I that's how I feel. But the Red Sox want him too. I think I saw. Yeah, the Red Sox have the Red Sox and Mets are the two teams that are mentioned with every big free agent. Just because I guess the, there's not many teams with money to spend this off season. I I haven't really seen much in terms of like a market being reported for a big market being there for Bauer yet. There's probably a lot of teams waiting for other chips to fall. I was think I was thinking the San Diego Padres would be a pretty good spot for him. Yeah. They're exciting. They're ready to win. And him on I don't think he's gonna sign a one or two year deal and what they need right now with Clevenger out all next season is a guy who could just be the 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 top line starter to push the needle and maybe win. So I, I think that's going to be my prediction. It's good. The Padres are going to jump in like they did with Machado and in the trade market with Clevenger and make the deal to try to bring a championship to safe, not Safeco Field. Um, I forgot what the name but, of their park is. Petco Field. Petco Park. Right. Petco Park, yeah. Right. What do you think, David? Well, like, I don't... I, I don't know. I don't see him as a number one. I see him as a number two, to be honest with you. But um, like I said, it depends. Depends where he goes. If he goes to the NL, he's going to be number one. Goes back to the AL, do maybe make a reunion. Well, with, no, he'd be number two with the know. Mets. Well, like, yeah. I mean, if he stays with someone like the Mets, he'll be a number two. But what Dave was saying, if he goes to the Padres, he'll be a number yes. one. But I don't see, I don't see Trevor Bauer as number one. I see him as number two, as you know the 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 guy that can, if number one fails and can you know step in. But I don't see him as like a number one caliber pitcher, right. which leaves you only a few options realistically where he could go. Right. But well, I'm gonna throw- then again, if half the league can't afford him. <laughs> After you give your prediction, you JB, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a team at you guys to see what you guys would think. Okay, who's gonna go first? Oh, we already gave our prediction. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, um, why would I ever start Carson Wentz? Go ahead. I benched him. <laughs> Um, let's see, let's see. I'm going to go with an out, out, 
out of there. I'm going to go with the Angels. I think they're going to sign Trevor Bauer. I think there's going to be pressure, once again, on the Angels to put Mike Trout in a caliber position to succeed, which means I think they're going to be the head first to go on and sign Trevor Bauer. I feel like he likes the West Coast as well. But we'll see. And then his career will go there to die. Yep. <laughs> I was I was reading I was reading up before because like I said I don't really have a feel of where who's the favorite for him and an article was saying that the Dodgers could be a legitimate. Oh, imagine God. imagine that if they had Trevor Bauer. On. Well, I heard they're trying to trade for um, Nolan Arenado. That would be. That's who, if the Yankees. So, that's the that's the only reason I I could see the Yankees not bringing back Lemayu if Cashman thinks he could like one up himself by trading for Arenado. Uh, if, he is, uh, if he is available, but him going to the Dodgers, I think don't even play the the season. It's over then. Getting a five tool player like that. I don't think it'll happen though. I don't think. I don't. I don't think the Dodgers have a big enough haul without losing someone. Well, they'd, they'd probably have to trade, like, Gavin Lux or one of their young pitchers. But, I mean, they have so – they're a team that just – their prospects literally grow on trees. Like, they just have another one coming up every single every single year. True. Um, we'll go with George Springer next since Brendan, Brendan uh, brought him up. During the Trevor Bauer talk, I think he signs with the Mets. I think he's their he's really the guy that they bring in. I know he's been linked to the Blue Jays in the last couple of days, but that just doesn't seem real. <laughs> it really <laughs> doesn't make sense. Especially like, why would you want to sign with the Blue Jays now, where you might not even be able to play in Toronto if the situation doesn't clear up? It just doesn't make sense. I think he signs with the the Mets. Well, yeah. I, I also I heard the Red Sox who were also in talks, also a potential landing. But um, I also recently heard Blue Jays on Twitter. I don't know. Like the Mets are like the thing about the Mets that's like annoying is like they're all potential locations. Like I even heard about Ralph Muto today. How like the Phillies are backing down and the Mets emerged like a favorite. Like the Mets are thankfully going to be favorites now because of their financial situation. But um, I don't know. I, I I kind of think that George Springer actually like you know I, I don't I don't know. I really can't answer this. Like could he sign back with the Astros? It seems it seems like everyone kind of writes the Astros off. I, like what yeah. what is what do you think? Like because a lot of the negative. Like I'm not one of those guys that's on the train of like he's a cheater. I don't want him on my team. Like I actually really like George Springer, and I don't put him at least for me. I don't put him in the category of um, Altuve, Bregman, and Correa. Um, even though I probably should, but like a lot of people around baseball will always have him be like the cheater that he is like that's kind of what goes with him which makes total sense right so like this really is, of course i, I mean, see I that all I, over Everybody I, don't, comments. He was, he was, I don't know whenever they post whenever they post stuff got a lot of hate i don't think but you should check yeah, out lb.com though because every time they post pictures of him it's like the always 
the top five, six rated comments are always about that. It's never anything positive. They always find a way to bring it up. So there's a part of me that almost thinks that he would like go back and resign with the Astros because I think that, you know, a lot of, not that the owners or the managers wouldn't want him and like, he's going to hold that against him. But I just feel like, you know, that's might be just where his place is. Um, I would want him to be with the Mets. I selfishly want him to be with the Mets. I don't know if they can pull it off. That's just me so, being a Mets fan worried. I think they can pull off Bauer because Bauer has publicly said he wants to come here. And that's almost like, you know what? Sign him. He wants to do it. George Springer, I don't know. Because you got to remember the Mets also really do have some depth that they could work with, especially with Don Smith and the Pete Alonso thing. I know that's at first base, but you got to remember Jeff McNeil, like what are you going to do with him, right? Like if you put George Springer in center field, some people don't like George Springer for the Mets as like a long-term option because he probably only has a few years at center field. So who do you put in center field? Like some people want to stick with Nimmo, like, you know, I wouldn't personally, I think George Springer is a huge upgrade from Brandon Nimmo, but I don't know. I, I think you brought up some interesting points. Um, I'm, it's it's amazing you're being humble. I think George I think George Springer is going to the Mets. Be awesome. Um, I don't think he's going to the I don't think he's going to the Astros because of what you said that he's known to be he was known to be a cheater with the Astros. I think he wants to leave that you know he wants to leave that public image which with him joining another team and having a fresh start, which will definitely help him. I also do know that he's not and. That was going along with a lot of the Astros this past season is that they weren't getting along too well because they were all fighting about who really was at fault when it came to the whole cheating scandal and you did it, no, you did it, you did it. So I think that'd be a great fresh start for him, especially in New York. Um, I think the Mets are going to make a really, 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 some really, really big splashes. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, like, would it be enough? Would it be enough for them to, you know, overcome? They have to overcome the, you know, the Phillies, not the Phillies, the Braves, the Nationals. Heck, even the Marlins got, you know, got a shot in there. So, in the Phillies, too. So, they have to overcome a lot of teams. But, I mean, I think they can do it. I mean, no one seemed to really run away with the NL East, and particularly, but. I think it'll be fine. A few upgrades here and there. And... Yeah, and just how it's like the rotation. It's kind of like two years ago, the Mets rotation was extremely healthy. This year, they weren't healthy at all. Law of averages, you get somewhere in the middle. So they should. it should be an addition in that sense, too. Right. True. Next free agent, we got Marcelo Uzuna. That's gonna be that's tough. Yeah, I think he go to the American League. I th- I think that's the guy that the Red Sox get. Yeah, I can see like, him know, Sox or Blue Jays. DH there because of JD Martinez, but the left field in Boston is a left field that I think he could still roam, and he just seems like a guy to me that would thrive peppering the the Green Monster. Kind of like Jason Bay esque back in the day. I like I that. Don't, I don't see him with the Red Sox. I think I see him with the White Sox. 
Yeah, that's another because they they're, they're trying. They need to replace Edwin Encarnacion. Mm-hmm. So maybe have him like DH place in my outfield. They were saying that <clears throat> that he might clash with Tony Larusa's style. That's that's the only really. Uh, that was the one drawback I was reading that people are people were pointing out, which I don't know how much that really matters. The White Sox have been giving out some money the last couple of years, so. That's if true. they're the highest bidder, Ozuna will probably go there. True. What about you, Brendan? I know you said you would love to have him on the Mets. Yeah, I, I originally I would because I think that he would co- complement um, the outfield really nicely. Like, imagine this is re- unrealistic, but actually, I guess it's not though. You know, I got to get out of that habit. I'm so used to saying unrealistic all the time. Like, yeah, what no. if they what if they sign George Springer and Marcelo Ozuna? So if they do that, that would be phenomenal, and you'd have an all-star outfield, and then you are freaking golden. So I don't think he's going to go to the Mets. I think that the Mets probably don't have as much interest in him as they do George Springer. I think when you also hear ownership talk, you know, Steve Cohen in his press conferences and Sandy, they also talk about it being like building blocks. It's not going to be an off-season splash of everybody right away. So I don't think it's realistic for them to sign Ozuna. I think Springer's their top priority. But with that being said, he would work well with the Mets because, especially with the Cano situation, you now have the ability for Jeff McNeil to go to second base, his natural position, keep J.D. Davis at third base, and then really it's just a matter of deciding what you do at shortstop, whether you trade for Lindor or whether you keep Jimenez there or something. But um, I personally agree with you, Dave. I think he's going to go to the American League. I think that he would go to a team like the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, maybe even the Orioles for whatever reason. Just like a team that like could use him as like an outfielder, but also a DH occasionally. Um, so that's what I think. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, before we get to the last person, uh, you were mentioning the Mets need to shore up shortstop. Would you? I saw Marcus Simeon was non-tendered by the by the A's. Would that be someone that interested you? Um, he's coming off a bad sixty-game, twenty-twenty season, but before that, the year before, he was I think third in the AL MVP discussion. He, had a, I mean, he's pretty solid. Um, I don't know. I don't think. Like, I would probably keep Jimenez over getting him. Like, I think if the Mets were to make a change at shortstop, I would say you go really big or you don't. So I don't think, for me, Marcus Simeon would be someone who would be big enough to trade or big enough to put in your team over, like, Andres Jimenez. Because I think Jimenez has shown too much potential this year to give up on him. But obviously, if it's a guy like Lindor, then I feel like you really don't have much of a choice. You put the guy that's has the better track record. But I don't know. I don't. I, I. I would probably want Jimenez over Simeon. I agree. I don't think he moves the needle enough. Yeah. From what you're getting, plus Jimenez does have a lot of potential. He showed at least spiciness last year. Well, that's the thing, right? And then you can keep Rosario on the bench, who fills in when he needs to. I mean, he hits lefties really well, and he kind of always has. So, like, you know, he's a good guy. Like, if Jeff McNeil, let's say, is struggling against lefties, you can put. Rosario at second for a game and have him bat eighth or something like there's not really a harm with keeping Rosario as a bench player but I think if you in that situation I think if you would upgrade a shortstop 
you'd probably do Lindor, and that's about it. I don't think there's any other teams. Like, what other shortstops are even available? Uh, not many come to mind besides, like, Didi Gregorius. I don't think for, it makes sense. For you mean for, si- for signings? Yeah, like free agents. Yeah, he's Didi. I think Alderson Simmons might be. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. I think Colton Wong also. Right. Isn't he a second baseman, though? I don't know if he plays both. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, the last the last of the five, the top five, at least by ESPN's ranking, is JT Real Muto. I feel like now that he's not going to going back to the Phillies, I think that he's the guy who gets signed by the Angels. <laughs> they just throw, give him the contract that he wants like they did with Rendon, and he just goes to a, a mediocre... Yeah, they're gonna, <laughs> and then he's gonna get to he's gonna get to catch for Trevor Bauer when they both go there. <laughs> well, if they can land both of them, then I think they might have something. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, not many shortstops available. I see Simmons, Simeon, uh, Gregorius, and Freddie Galvis are big ones. But Brendan, where do you think JT? And JV, where do you think JT ends up? So, I um, I don't think it's going to be the Mets. I don't think you're going to find too many teams willing to pay him what he's looking for. So, uh, I was originally going to say he'd re-sign with the Phillies. Um, but now that's not going to happen, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like, so... I wonder if the Dodgers would go after him. Or are they too happy with how Will Smith has been playing? I think Will Smith is such a good young prospect. You have to, you don't want to take it bats away from him. Yeah, I honestly think JT is going to run into a lot of issues this offseason with the value that he's looking to get. Oh, yeah, so he's like, not going to get it. Especially I don't now. think, right. Like, yeah, I, he, I think he's going to be a guy who a random team steps in and, like, early February and just pays him a team that he wouldn't that wouldn't normally be on his list. I just think a lot of yeah, he's gonna probably have a big wake up call with the amount of teams that have had financial losses and the ability for like some teams to do certain things. Like I don't think it makes sense for um I don't think it makes sense for a team to sign him. Like James McCann is a much more attractive catcher in the market for affordability reasons. Um, I don't think JT Erlich is the right investment to pay that kind of money. So I can't even predict. Like, I, I might even still – there's a chance even that no one signs him and he just goes back to the Phillies for a cheaper price. Like, that could happen. I know that they yes. said that they're not going to pursue him at the value that he wants now, but what happens if he goes to the market and no one can afford what he wants? Then he probably would just go back to Philly because he would belong – I mean, he would do well there. I mean, they don't have another catcher, you know? What if he goes back to the Marlins? Well, um, nope. Who's happen. the guy there? Um, not Aguilar. Who's the catcher for them? For them? I don't think they have a big name catcher, do they? <laughs> not after the trades that happened this year for him. Hmm. Uh, 
What do you think, JV? What's your feel? This is going to be surprising. Um, I think Real Muto is going to go, I think, to the Blue Jays. I think they're going to be a surprise candidate, especially because they have good young talent and then they're going to eventually, you know, they're going to also want to keep up with the Yankees and Rays who have been battling out the past couple of years. Um, the rotation is not bad. Um, especially, you know, when they have Ryu, um, I don't know if they sign J.A. Happ, it might, they might be number three, number four for him. Um, so I can see, I can see them doing that. Um, I don't understand why the Phillies came out and said, yeah, we can't afford him. He's too expensive. We got hit by, uh, you know, by COVID issues, by, you know, COVID-related financial. Because that just shows your weakness if you want to go after somebody. And then all somebody has to do is they know they just have to <laughs> they have to bid up the price until the Phillies can't afford it anymore. So it's just, to me, unless I think it's, I think it's mind games between the Phillies and Real Muto. So he can bring his price value down, but I don't know, maybe it's me. Yeah, part of me thinks it's that, but also other like even the Yankees were kind of open that they want to cut their payroll a little bit. So, I don't really know. It's a it's a weird market because you you don't really know what the actual financial losses were for every team, right? And you don't know how they're project like are they projecting half the stadiums full. Full stadiums, quarter, quarter full stadiums. It's that all goes into it too, or no fans at all, and then no one would spend anything. Hmm. Yeah, that was. I we'll see how many uh, we hit on. I don't think any of us had anybody going back to their original teams except for DJ. Mm. Yeah, I think DJ is a. Is... Known to to stay with the Yankees, I think he would just fit well there. He wants to be there too. Yeah, we definitely want him back. I also don't think like it's Boomer size and every day always talks about how DJ Lemayhew should be in that. If you guys listen to Boomer and Geo in the morning, like the minute that Cano got in trouble, he kept saying that for like a few days. And like, I just don't think as much as DJ Lemayhew, like he helps any team that he's on. But I really think that him at the top of the order with the Yankees just fits perfectly for him. And I don't think he would have that experience at another team. Because, like, behind him are Judge and, like, um, Luke Voigt and Stanton and guys that will really, like, have shown consistently they can drive him in once he gets on base with a double or a triple. Like, you put him on the Mets, I mean, Alonzo and Alonzo's relatively streaky. Like, you could get George Springer, but, like, if the Mets sign George Springer, I'm assuming Springer's their leadoff guy, you know? So, like, where do you put DJ LeMahieu in that lineup? I guess maybe, like, second or third, you know? Yeah. Like, I think the way he plays his game and what's gotten him so successful fits really well with the Yankees because he's their true leadoff guy. True. Yeah, you're right. I th- That's just Boomer being a Met fan talking. I know. I do love that, though, I will say. I've... Every everybody wants every every Mets fan wants to poach 
a Yankee player and every Yankee player wants to poach a Mets player. I mean, every Yankee fan wants to poach a Mets player. It's so fun, isn't it? Like, be having, like, two teams competitive like that now. Like, we're back to, like, big market baseball where it's, like, really competitive and, like, both teams are in the running for free agents. Like, that's so exciting. Yeah, it's it's a, it's awesome. But this is the stuff we always wanted that we had you, before, but... Do you think the Mets will settle on a GM candidate? I know that Chris Young took his name out of the running. He was he was an early favorite. Why? Why was why? Like why? Where did that even come from? I don't know. <laughs> Serious question. He like come on. Was he anything ever more than a number four starter in baseball? Um, maybe three. He, okay, he did help the Yankees he, for a time period. I give he him also, that. Yeah, he, and he was on he the was Mets, a pretty and good he was pitcher. on the Royals, and he was on the Padres. I think like he was, you know, he was Mister Renaissance Man. What? I think he was probably he's probably just analytical and I don't know. I guess he has a relationship with Sandy. I think I think what's going to end up happening is Sandy's going to do this off season himself. And yeah, they have, the Mets actually have someone in their pipeline that they like a lot. But I think he's I think they think he's a couple years away. I don't I don't have his name and I'm not going to I'm not going to look it up now. But they were talking about it on uh, Carter and Roberts how they ha- had someone in the pipeline that they like a lot for because like Sandy's old he's only gonna be at the top for like three or four years most likely but either that or he does this off season and then next off season they bring back Theo Epstein since he he's taking this year off reportedly right which I don't think we, actually I don't think we talked about that I think that happened after our last episode but he he stepped down from the Cubs job. Jed Hoyer got elevated, signed a five year contract yesterday to be the president of baseball operation. I think I think that's viable because at this point, at this point, it's too late for Theo Epstein to come in and make an impact this offseason with the Mets. So taking a year off actually makes sense, and then he could architect the future, putting everything together. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah, I don't know who I, – I don't really know who they're going to sign, you know? I feel like I knowing Sandy Alderson, though, with his experience, is going to be somebody who I think he knows personally really well and trusts because he's already mentioned that the guys that he's talked to, he knows pretty well for the most part. So I think it's not going to be a surprise who he hires. Like, we'll hear who it is and be like, oh, that makes sense. Like, it won't be some, like, random no-name Brody Van Wagenen guy. No what if it's Bartolo Colon? Totally fine. He can do anything he wants, even if he's not qualified for the position, it's not going to matter. His home run has made, like, his, him hitting that home run gives him credibility for everything he's ever done in his life. It's ridiculous. So, it really is. It's it's the it's the home run call heard around the world. It's top two home runs ever in baseball history. Number one is the Babe pointing and hitting home run. Number two is Bartolo Colon hitting a home run. You know Yo, that's just that's just how crazy it is. Yo, Met fans are absolutely ridiculous. It was incredible. You Yo, you remember where you were when when Michael Jackson died? You remember where you were? You remember where you were when Bartolo Colon hit the home run? Are you really comparing the two? To Michael Jackson dying? What? Um, oh, Michael God. Jackson is a little bit more because it's Michael Jackson. 
but Bartolo's a very close second to remembering where you were. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it, it, sent, it, it did send shockwaves, and you you can't help but smile when when you uh, watch the video. I mean, it's just it's it's incredible. We also didn't get to talk about um, Robinson Cano. That's Who true. I, I'm. I was kind of upset about it because I wanted him to. I was always in his Hall of Fame camp, even after the first suspension. But now it's two suspensions and a season-long ban. There's no shot. Right. But you're probably happy as a Mets fan because it did free up $24 million. Yeah, I mean, I, I. But again, they were also talking about that. Like, I don't know how they'll use that to maybe potentially sign other players, but I think that they're even just more focused on, you know, they haven't committed to whether he's going to come back or anything like that. They're just taking it day by day. So it's nice to have that extra cash, but um, I don't know. I was surprised. It's funny because I like, remember how we talked about Andy Martino. Like he's an example of a writer who I kind of don't really understand because he asks questions. Like the first question I remember he asked Steve Cohen was about Cano or something about like, um, you know, is his plan to keep Cano or something, or no, it was to Sandy Alderson or something, right? And, like, it's clear that, like, they haven't really given it much thought because it's, like, such a new thing. But, um, the, uh, oh, sorry, I'm watching, I got distracted by the game. But, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I think that uh, he, Cano opens up an opportunity for the Mets to probably keep a guy like Jeff McNeil. Like, I think Jeff McNeil's value goes up even more to their team now that he has a true position that he could play, not just the outfield. Cause I don't think he really should be an outfielder. I think it opens up an opportunity for them to sign those two outfielders like Ozuna and Springer, like I mentioned, you know, so um, I don't know. We'll have to see. I just want to take it day by day with Cano. I know you like Cano, Dave, you're probably miserable about it. Well, not. I mean, he was my favorite player as a Yankee, but now he's been off the team for a while. I just wanted, I just wanted him to make the Hall of Fame because I th- thought he was that talented. But yeah, and Andy uh, Martino is a definition of a scumbag reporter. <laughs> just gonna throw that in there. Oh my god! Of uh, other miscellaneous baseball stuff, uh, Randy Rosarita. Hopefully you didn't cash your, I mean, uh, take out the future on him for the rookie of the year because he'll probably miss some of the season. Yeah. After reading his reports. Well, I don't uh, think so. No, I think he was um, he was released from prison, and it was just a, it was an adopting. It was like a, a dispute between him and his wife. But I think. Yeah, but did, to... didn't he abduct his child or something like that? That's what they said, but I don't know. Any, that anything... wasn't true. That was um. They said it was him having problems with his ex-wife. That's what it was. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he's fine. But anything. Anything with the domestic stuff that the leagues usually take, yeah, <laughs> take uh, pretty seriously. Just a shame after that big that breakout postseason. 
that something like that had to be on the docket. Yeah. Uh, let's br- let's bring the mood back up. That was, that was a bad <laughs> read by me. Uh, Hall of Fame ballot was announced for 2021. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this is the year that uh, Bonds and Clemens get in. Wow. Because there's, if you look the new, there's no first year, first year Hall of Famers out of the out of the new additions. Like the closest one is probably Tory Hunter, and I think he's Hall of Very Good, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. There are no first timers. No, there are, but they're they're not. So like, I'll, I'll read you the list of first year. Uh, I know, year isn't one of them Michael Kadire? Yeah. Yeah, Michael Kadire, Latroy Hawkins, Swisher, AJ Burnett, Shane Victorino, Aramis Ramirez, Barry Zito, Dan Harron, Tori Hunter, Mark Burley, and Tim Hudson. So like they're those are all very good players, but none of them are I don't even think they'd get it. I'd vote for them at all. No. Uh no. So, like, mm-hmm. unless no one gets voted. I think I Kurt think... Schilling gets in this year. Yeah, he only needs to jump yeah. 5%. I think Kurt will get in. I think Kurt gets in. You may be right. I think Clemens and I think Clemens and Bonds might get in. They both need about 15, 14, 15% over what they got last year. Yeah, but so it after be a pretty them. a sizable jump. But just the fact that there's that there's no like automatic votes like Derek Jeter was last year, I think they'll get a little boost from that. Maybe you even see Omar Vizquel get in. Yeah, he's at fifty two per six percent. Um, it's gonna be. You know, what I think Mike get in Billy Wagner. That would be. He would need to at least double his. Well, he'd have to double his um his voting percentage. I think him. Um, I'm surprised. Why? Why isn't Gary Sheffield's? He was getting linked more to, support. He was getting. He was, he, was he linked to Starwood? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that can't because I was gonna say usually 500 home runs is is the cutoff. But I guess the the steroids. The fact that Manny Manny Ramirez is twenty eight percent is ridiculous. Yeah, that's a little surprising. <laughs> Wasn't he suspended twice? Yeah, Why? He's, he's actually still playing professional baseball. Yeah. Too. How come um Omar Vizquel? He's four time on the ballot. How come he like he won't get in? Right. Like I feel like he's. I'm surprised that he's fifty two percent. This year, I think might. He's going to eventually, probably on like his 7th or 8th ballot, he'll get in. You think so? Yeah, because people who voted for him in the past aren't going to not vote for him. And that's what ha- happened with like Biggio and uh, I forgot. There was another guy, Reese, uh, Larry Walker, who got, who got in on one of their last ballots. Right. That's that's the whole like we talked about it previously. But the Hall of Fame is so diluted by all these guys who are very good players, but not. They were never the like Omar Vizquel was never the top player at his position, right? Maybe defensively he was, but never offensively or any of that. 
How many times can someone be on the ballot, you know? Ten times. Oh, shit. So there's nobody nobody on there last year, but they're shilling Bonds and Clemens are in the second to last I forgot. Michael Kadir has a world. Nope, nope, nope. He does not have a world series ring. Sorry. Kadir's from the same town as um, David, right? He has a national yes, league, he has. national league championship ring, but that's about it. National league? What? Yeah, he played. League? He played for the Mets in 2015. Oh yeah, I forgot they signed it. Didn't he retire halfway through the season? Who? Kadir. Uh, no, he he didn't play it that year. It was 2015, 2016. I think he didn't come back. But he or he played, or did he play 2015 with the Mets? Yeah. He was part of the World Series team. He was fun to have around. He was actually yeah, was a big a part of that team because, like, at least he was, like, a Todd Frazier type guy for the team. Yeah, and he was, he's just a good, he was just a good player in general. Yeah, he was good to have. But he's actually the, he has the lowest war of any of the Hall of Fame, the guys on the Hall of Fame ballot. Yeah. I'm surprised Jeff Kent is low. Well, Kent, didn't Kent have suspicions of uh, uh, drug abuse, too? I don't remember, but he does. And I think, I, think he's, I think he's a guy who they say he gets punished because people in the media didn't like him. Oh, I mean, he finished but, first all-time in um, home runs by second baseman. Yeah, he he probably by the numbers he probably should be in based on his position. But I, I mean, the writers hold grudges against people all the time, and I think he he's one of those guys. Um, what's his name? Luis Rojas is officially back. Oh god! They, they stopped. They interviewed six people, I think, and they just told him that he's definitely the manager. And another guy in the Rojas plan, Mel Rojas Jr., won KBO MVP. Really? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure what their relation is, but I think he's Felipe Alou's grandson, I was reading. Maybe great-nephew or grand-nephew or something like that. If we have two weeks for the Rojas family. It's a good, good, good two weeks. I was looking at the um the 2022 like eligibles for next year for the Hall of Fame, and I just think at some point like shouldn't they start weeding out like who's eligible for the Hall of Fame? Like shouldn't there be some sort of criteria? For instance, next year is Carl Crawford, <laughs> Prince Fielder, <laughs> Ryan Howard, <laughs> Tim Lincecum. Joe Nathan, David Ortiz, Jonathan Papabon, Jake Peavy, AJ Przinsky, Alex Rodriguez, Jimmy Rollins, and Mark Teixeira. What? Yeah, that's best. What? Like, maybe, maybe Ortiz, Alex, well, maybe, thing. and that's about it. Man. The thing is, they have. Uh, well, that actually makes this ballot big for 
for A Rod because if Bonds and Clemens gets in, it, it only increases his shot. But the thing is, they have to have 25 guys on the ballot. So I guess the committee just looks at. I, I honestly don't know how they do it. Because, like, you you look, Kadir doesn't even have 2,000 hits. And uh, Shane Victorino has 1,200 career hits. Why is he on the ballot? <laughs> I don't know, man. And same thing with Nick Swisher. Like, Nick Swisher was a fourth outfielder for most of his career. I don't know. Do you guys have any any other uh, topics? Uh, I don't think so. I just say no. baseball. I wish you know. I hopefully the next GM meeting has more action because this postseason, this I mean off season is very boring. Yeah, nothing's happened really. Who do you think is going to be the first player off the board? Do you think it's going to be Springer? Like, of the five that we talked? The first like one? Yeah. It seems like Springer's the only one who's, like, in extended negotiations with teams. I think yeah. So. I could see I think Springer. Mm, I say DJ LeMay. Yeah, but, but he's not really talking to people, though, is he? I thought he would be signed by like before Thanksgiving. I thought the Yankees would just sign him. Like, yeah, I agree. Like right away. I think I think it's taken a bit, a little bit longer. Like overall, but I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna sign him. Hopefully before Christmas. Yeah, hopefully that would be a nice a nice little Christmas gift for Yankee fans. I mean, we'll see. I think so. It'll be interesting, interesting to see with like no formal winter meetings when everything does pick up. Because even if the big guys don't sign in the winter meetings, you at least get like the mid tier guys and the death players usually sign during that time. True. Yeah. Trying to, uh, where do you guys? Where do you guys think? Is a good landing spot for Blake, Blake Snow. Ooh, I don't know. The Red Sox. Absolutely not. <laughs> I. I think he needs to go to another small market team similar to the Rays. Maybe San Francisco. Um, Maybe Seattle. I don't know if they have the pieces. True. I don't know. Bo- um, because I guess he would be the he would probably be the second biggest fish behind Bauer, right? Of players who are theoretically available. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you think the Yankees would trade for him? I don't know if the Yankees and the Rays would ever do a deal. That's... Well, I guess front office people don't hold the grudges, but 
at least in the locker rooms, the teams don't like each other. True. And and Snell's right in the middle of that, to be honest. So I don't know. I mean, Snell doesn't care because of what they did to him. Well, didn't wasn't he the one who came out and said we party harder when we beat the Yankees? No, wasn't that the other guy, the guy who hit the home run against uh, Chapman? No, he's the one who Chapman threw at his head. I'm pretty sure Brasso had, didn't even say anything. Like he was just a bystander before that happened. I could be wrong, but or maybe did he get hit by CC also? Two years ago, I think he did. Um, maybe so. He's he's. I guess he's just the punching bag that the Yankees go after. <laughs> Was it him? Yeah. Oh, because they hit someone. I remember that. Yep, it was. Yep, it was CC Sabathia. <laughs> Poor CC. Guys, the man. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm gonna say we call it now. I'm relatively tired, but uh, I'm excited to hopefully have something or someone big sign maybe this week. Yep. Yeah, that would be nice. Well, thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure talking to you. We'll see you next I'm week. I'm sure something – usually big headlines happen on Tuesday after after we end recording this. So I know, I'm sure right? we'll throw something in the group chat. <laughs> let's let's hope that, that stays. What? Say so let's hope that stays that way. We hear something hopefully tomorrow. Yeah, and then we'll forget to talk about it. Exactly. Oh, talk my to you guys God. Later. Sounds Bye. good. All right.